0: Greetings, Earthlings. Thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio. Looking forward to a good program today because we're going to talk about walking in the light. What does it mean to walk in the light? That's something we should know. You know why? <laughs> because we're called to do it. So if we're called to do it, we're going to figure it out. What does it look like when I walk in the light? We're currently examining the first epistle of John. Some people call it First John. And we noted that, that there are three things every Christian needs to not only know, but be convinced of. Do you remember what they are? Number one, the assurance of salvation. Oh yeah. You've got to be convinced of that. Number two, the love of God, how much He really loves you. You've got to be convinced of that too. And then number three, the danger of false teachings. All three, very important to our Christian walk. We also said, in this study of 1 John, rather than go from point A to point B in like a linear fashion, this epistle, it's more like a winding staircase. You know, it goes back and it revisits topics that it mentioned previously. And that's okay. Matter of fact, it's good to review. So as John writes, he comes round about and speaks of things that he spoke about previously as well. Kind of like a winding staircase, right? When you go up a winding staircase, you kind of come back, (laughs) right? You're going up, but you're coming back at the same time. Now, this epistle is divided into three main sections. This is kind of a, it's a good Bible study. That's what we're doing here. I'm Bible study of 1 John. Section number one, the test of walking in the light. That's chapter one all the way to chapter two, verse 28. Then the test of divine sonship, who really is Jesus. Chapter two, verse 29, all the way to chapter four, verse six. And then The correlation of righteousness, love, and belief. And that's chapter 4, verse 7, all the way to chapter 5, verse 21. Like I said, this is a good study for a home group or a small group, anything like that. Get together with people and study the Bible together. This is a good study for that. Now, together, John's writings consist of some very important and practical aspects of the Christian life. I like a lot of practicality in the Christian walk. You know why? Because that's what people see. Yeah, people see not the spiritual aspect of our life, but the practical aspect of our life, that's why it's important. So, it talks about doing righteousness, loving one another, believing that Jesus is the Christ come in the flesh. These are the things that shape our way of life. See, remember to be a Christ follower. That's why I like the word Christ follower more than Christian. A lot of people claim to be Christian. Okay. A Christ follower, they're pretty serious about it because they're actually following Christ. So to be a Christ follower is to develop Christ likeness. It's not just a spiritual thing. It's also the practical Part of life. Think of truth as that which carves your character. Without truth, your character can never become that masterpiece that God is making. So we need truth, and that's the danger of false teachings. It gets in the way. False teachings will dull the chisel. So in the light of false teachings. Teachings. Remember we talked about Gnosticism. Oh, by the way, Gnosticism, it's still around today. Oh, yeah. It's an intellectual trip through the Bible with no practical application at all. It's all about information. It's around today, just like it was then. And the Gnostics claimed that God never came in the flesh in Jesus Christ because all material matter is evil. So if God had a body in Christ, The body would be evil, so how could that be God? That's what they believed. So anyway, we're going to see what John had to say about that. We're going to embark on our study of the first division of the letter, and because of the age of Gnosticism that they are living in, John continued to remind them of three important aspects of their Christian walk. See, they were all spiritual, but John is very practical plus spiritual. So he reminds the people listen, number one, you got to do righteousness. Number two, you got to love one another. And number three, you got to believe that Christ came in the flesh. Because, hey, if he didn't come in the flesh, how did he die for your sins? And if he didn't die for your sins, how are you saved? You're not saved through knowledge, you're saved through the precious blood of Christ. So let's watch these three as we read through the letter, righteousness, love, and belief, okay? In John chapter 1, verse 1, Jesus Christ is the source of the Christian revelation. Here's what John said, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, so we're saying, back in the beginning, in eternity past, wait a minute. He came to earth because we saw Him. We touched Him. We heard Him. We looked at Him. He's the Word of life. And this life was manifested or revealed, and we have seen and testified. Excuse me. Well, that sneeze come from, but you didn't hear it. That life was revealed and manifested we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. John is saying, look, we saw Jesus. We walked with him. We heard him. We shared life with him. You can't say God didn't come on the flesh. We witnessed it. And he said in verse 3, what we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. In other words, we're telling you people We're telling you what we saw, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And then the result in verse four these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. Isn't there great joy when when you proclaim Christ to somebody and they respond? Isn't that a great feeling? Perhaps you've been there, you shared Christ with somebody, and they said, oh, yeah, I get it. I want him too in my life. Man, what joy that is for you, right? That's what John's feeling. So we've got this first cycle, the message, God is light. Verse 5, he said, hey, listen, this is the message we've heard from him, of Christ, right? Here's what Christ told us, and now we announce it to you, that God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. I mean, what a privilege for John. John is saying, Jesus told me this, and I'm telling you. How incredible was that? So, as always in the Christian life, whatever we professed, we must demonstrate. So John is saying, well, God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. And how do we demonstrate that? By walking in the light. And he said in verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we're lying and we're not doing the truth. So he's saying fellowship and walking in the light, fellowship with God and walking in the light, they go together like chocolate and peanut butter. Like, if you're going to have fellowship with God, you've got to walk in the light. If you're going to have a Reese's cup, you could have both, chocolate and peanut butter. Peanut butter alone, you know what that is? Peanut butter. Chocolate alone, you know what that is? Chocolate. But when you put them together, you get a Reese's cup. So, walking in the light and fellowship with God, when they go together, now you've got the Christian way of life. So, there's a positive and a negative John is speaking about. The positive is, walk in the light as he is in the light, you'll have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ cleanses your sin. The negative is, if we say we have fellowship with him, but wait, we walk in the darkness, we're lying, and we're not practicing the truth. So, that's the negative. Now, you see that negative? Did I just mention? Walking in darkness, lying, and outside of the truth. Look around. How much of each of these do you see on a daily basis? Let's face it. When we look at the world, we see more darkness and lying than anywhere else. When we look at the body of Christ, we see fellowship, we see forgiveness, we see love. Can you see the difference? I'm like... Why Why don't more people want that? I don't know. That's the mystery. So question, what is it then to walk in the light compared to walking in the darkness? Because we've got people doing both, right? Well, walking in the light is tested by righteousness. How do we gain righteousness? Well, following salvation, there's something God gave us to do. It's an exercise that restores us back to fellowship with God after we sin. And you know what that is? Confession. In verse 8, John said, If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But he didn't stop there. He said, hey, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, why is it that God is faithful? Because he keeps his promises. And why is it that God is righteous? Because Christ paid for those sins. So, God is not unrighteous in forgiving us. The debt has been paid. So, he can forgive us time and again, and we can be restored back to fellowship. Now, in chapter 2, verse 1, John continues remember, now there's no chapter breaks in the letter. Somebody put those there for some reason. I don't know why. But he said, my little children. Remember we said last time how endearing John was, the apostle of love? He calls the church, my little children. I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. See, I want to help you stay in fellowship with God. That's really important. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Who's that, John? Jesus Christ, the righteous. An advocate. What is that? Someone who speaks on our behalf. Okay. And then John said, and he himself, speaking of Christ, is the, what? Propitiation. What does that mean? He's the propitiation for our sins. It means that he atoned for our sins. He paid the debt. Okay. And not for ours only, little church but for those of the whole world. That's why the gospel is good news, that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Think of God's gift to us in his Son. His Son is a gift. All sins are atoned for. People can be forgiven, redeemed, accepted by God. So walking in the light requires confession of our sin, and being restored to fellowship again. Okay. Number two. Now, walking in the light doesn't mean salvation. Walking in the light is what I do after salvation. Okay. Secondly, obedience is part of walking in the light. Now we're first John chapter two again in verse three. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Oh, how do you know if you really know Christ? You keep his commandments. The one who says, I've come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Remember the Gnostics? Yeah. See, that's what he's dealing with. People that, man, they're not about living it out. They're just about book reports. They're just about study notes. But they're not about application. So John is saying, hey, if you don't apply these things, you're lying to yourself. And, and you don't have the truth. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. God's love is in you. And you know it when you keep his word. And by this, we know that we are in him. How do you know your salvation is real? How do you know? Because you're living according to his word. That's what John is saying. Salvation is not a head trip. Salvation is a life change. That's what John said. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner, here it comes, as he walked. So if you abide in Christ, then you should walk like Christ walked. In other words, be Christ-like. Now, we'll never be just like Jesus, we know that but we can be somewhat like him. We can strive to be like Christ. Why? That's what makes the Christian life appealing. That's what makes the Christian life real. Okay? So, in order to have fellowship with God, we need, number one, recognition and confession of our sin. Number two, that will usher in the cleansing power of the blood of Christ. Number three, though we do sin, Jesus Christ makes intercession for us as our advocate. And then number four, we walk in the light, and light reveals two things. Number one, sin, and number two, duty. So, yeah, that's why. Don't condemn yourself when you sin, because the light reveals it. The light shows us our sin. That's why God gave us the exercise of confession. And then it also shows us our duty, our responsibility to abide in the Word of God. Okay? So now, walking in the light is tested by confession of sin and by obedience. Those two things. Okay? You get those two things down, you're doing okay. Confess your sin when you fail, don't condemn yourself, confess it to God, and then get back with the Word. And you'll do okay. Now, so what do we have? Obedience was the second thing. Right? What was the first thing? Who remembers? The first thing was confession of sin. The second thing is obedience. The third thing is love. There it is. That's like the capstone. We're in first John chapter two and verse nine. The one who says he's in the light. Okay. Now you're in the light. I'm abiding in the word. I'm confessing my sin. The one who says he's in the light, but what? He hates his brother. Well, John said he's still in the darkness. You can't be in the light and hate your brother because they're, they, 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 they don't fit. They don't, they don't go together. Okay. So the next two verses kind of enrich the thought. Verse 10. The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Wow, see what love does? Love stops us from stumbling because it keeps us in the light, and the light shows us where we're going. We need that. But, verse 11, the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, because darkness is full of hate, right? He's in the darkness, and he walks in the darkness. And here's the worst part. He does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So they're walking in the darkness, and they can't even see where they're going. They don't even know what they're doing. And that's when you stumble and fall. And that's when you get lost in the dark. Look at the darkness in the world, right? You know why the world is like it is today? Because most people are in the darkness. The world leaders are in the darkness. The movers and the shakers are in the darkness. And now look out the window and there it is. A world of chaos and confusion. Because they're all in the darkness. John said in verse 15, Your love cannot be divided. You can't love God in the world. You can't can't do that. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, uh uh-oh, the love of the Father Is not in him. You can't love God, and you can't love the world. got to make up your mind. Which one do you want to love? Well, then John kind of helps us make a choice. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, oh, and the boastful pride of life, that's not from the Father. It's from the world. And by the way, he said, the world is passing away. And also, it's lusts, but... The one who does the will of God lives forever. There it is. I mean, is this a no-brainer? Really? Is it that hard? You live for the world that's passing away, or you live for God and you live forever? I don't know. looks pretty simple to me. So, so far we have walking in the light is tested by doing righteousness, living in obedience, showing love, and then the last one I have for you, real belief. People can claim, they can proclaim, and they can testify of their walk with Jesus Christ. But it is belief that makes it real. And belief is not a mental ascent. It's a life that is lived in agreement with these truths. See, belief requires evidence for it to be belief. Belief must be demonstrated. If You, if, you know, the demonstration of belief is the evidence that belief is real. When, when it's unreal, Christianity is just an idea. It's a philosophy. But when it's applied, now it becomes more than an ideal. It's a way of life. Okay? So we have to be careful. few things to watch out for. Indifference. Indifference in keeping the commands. Don't be indifferent. Don't think God is sentimental, because he's not. We have to be aware of the lie of lovelessness that you can go through life and not love and think that you're walking with God. You can claim spiritual enlightenment and yet deny Jesus is the Christ. Everything that we know and have and hope for is because Jesus is the Christ. You take that away, we have nothing. Paul said, if Christ has not been raised, our, our faith is in vain. So it's all about not only the coming of Christ, but the resurrection of Christ as well. That body rose from the grave. So, in order to have fellowship with God, let's just review. This is important. Number one, we have to have a recognition and a confession of our sin. That's okay. We're all there. We all do that. Number two, that's when we find the cleansing power of the blood of Christ, and it makes us Brand new in our relationship with God. Squeaky clean. And then we have the confidence that Jesus is interceding for us. Because he can defend us before the Father. And Satan, as the accuser of the brethren, Jesus can stand and say, but Father, my blood has atoned for their sins. And they have imputed righteousness. And Father's like, yeah, you're right. They do. And then when we walk in the light, don't be shocked when your sin is revealed. The purpose of the light is to reveal things. And yeah, it does reveal our sin. Don't get condemned, just confess it. And it also reveals our duty. And what is our duty? To be obedient to the scriptures. Okay? Very simple. Look what John is doing. He's written the most simple letter to help these people in the face of Gnosticism to to walk with God through Jesus Christ. So walking in the light, again, tested by righteousness, obedience, love, and real belief. There's the first cycle in John's teaching on righteousness, love, and belief. Next time we're together, We're going to see the test of sonship. Again, it's so important. You know that we're in the minority of people in the world that really acknowledge the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He's God come in the flesh? That most people in the world have missed that point. For whatever reason, they've substituted things for Christ or they've turned their back on Christ or they have no need, but there's all kinds of reasons why people have just said no. And yet by saying no to Christ, they're saying no to God's offer of salvation, forgiveness, and eternal life. Let me tell you something. That's not a good move. It's not a good move, especially when it considers eternity, forever. And this has been on my mind so much lately that when I enter into forever, it's going to be forever. And I want to make sure whatever forever I ever I enter into, whatever forever, (laughs) whatever forever I enter into, I want it to be the right one. I want it to be the one with God. And I can only pray for those that I know, and some I don't know, that the forever that they enter into will also be with God, because some of them are entering into it forever, where God will be absent. Oh, that's not a good thing. It's a heartbreaker, isn't it? That's why we need to do two things. We need to pray, and we need to walk in the light. See, walking in the light makes our faith believable by others. If we don't walk in the light like Christ is in the light, who's going to believe us? Who's going to believe the Christian way of life is better? It's beneficial. No one will. So we walk in the light not just for us, but we do it for others as well. Something else you can do for others. Join the Hope Club. Join the Hope Club so we can get our messages out far and wide. Go to NewHopeRadio.live. Put the menu bar, everything you need to know, it's right there. Let's spread the good news of Christ, because there are too many people, man. They're in the dark. We want to bring them into the light. The light of Christ, the light of forgiveness. The light of everlasting life with God. We'll see you next time.